0: Joshua Toomey here of the Talk To Me podcast. And before we get into this next episode on the CMS Podcast Network, let's talk about the Talk To Me t-shirt. It is awesome. It has a skull, pizza, and headphones, all the great things in life. (laughs) So if you want to support the Talk To Me podcast, head over to TalkToMePod.com, scroll to the bottom of the screen, order yourself a Talk To Me t-shirt. Let your friends and family know that you support the Talk To Me podcast and that would be much appreciated. So once again, guys, talktomepod.com and now on to the episode you actually came to see. All right, guys, let's welcome Sky from Sumo Psycho back to the Talk To Me podcast. Sky, how have you been?
1: I've been good. I've been best I can be in this crazy world we're living in now, but uh, <laughs> luckily been we've been keeping pretty busy with the new album coming out soon and, yeah, trying to keep our heads laser focused on that.
0: <laughs> well, last time you were on, it was funny. I was doing some promotion for the podcast and I joined a ton of Britney Spears, like, fan groups, because you talked about your time touring with Britney. So I was like, you know yeah. what? I don't get an opportunity to do this. So I'm going to join these fan groups. And then, but then the funny part was, is I never unjoined them. And so forever I was getting like a, a daily pick of Britney or whatnot. So it was pretty, pretty fun times. Finally, I, I was like, you know what? I really need to sit down and just unfollow these <laughs> groups
1: i'm sure you're getting a lot of like the free britney stuff oh it yeah was, it was probably a busy time to actually be a follower of those oh of yeah those i was fights. i
0: was right in the movement i, I was yeah
1: just,
0: like, <laughs> 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 um you know getting into that just a little bit and we'll go into the sumo psycho but uh, the you know obviously the big documentary did you watch the documentary do you remember some yeah. of those times you know kind of being around her and and uh anything you know kind of uh you know hit close to home i guess when you watch that documentary
1: yeah, there's one memory I have of Brittany where she always would be escorted like with a limo to the ven- the venue wherever we were playing and then would be escorted right to her dressing room, probably spend like an hour at her dressing room, go on stage and then go home or go back to her hotel wherever she's going. And uh, I remember her go- getting off the, off the limousine and seeing me and my band and her band and her dancers we're all just hanging out you know just having a good time kind of outside just kind of chilling and I could see it see that moment of hesitation where it's like she almost wanted to come over and like hang out and have fun with us but she's like you know no I gotta you know do my thing go to the dressing room by myself and just do my thing and I just it kind of dawned on me for the first time I was like I wonder if she's lonely like not (laughs) being able to just like feel like one of the team because she's kind of put on this higher pedestal, you know, that she's above the rest of the crew in some way that it might be hard for her to feel like she's completely one of the rest of us, I guess, in a way. So it kind of made me feel for her a little bit in that moment. And then, you know, and then you start kind of seeing the interviews back that I remember watching all of them. And you're like, wow, that is inappropriate, the way they're asking those (laughs) questions. And I actually can relate. Like I was 16 years old and I did a lot of interviews back in the day and they would ask me if I was a virgin and stuff. And it's kind of creepy when you're 16 years old and some, you know, 30 some year old guys asking you that question. You're just like, why, why? Like, that's just not cool. Like, don't ask me that. (laughs) So it it brought me back.
0: It was really weird to watch that documentary. And And just being around in that time, you know, you hear those questions and they didn't hit you at all at the time. But I guess in that like 2021, you know, the lens that we have now, you started to like, wow, that is (laughs) completely inappropriate.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it it brought back things for me, remembering, you know, doing press around that time and the things that were going on and yeah, it's, it's actually kind of good to know that we've kind of progressed from that and that we can kind of look back and see it, you know, our mistakes. And, you know, it gives me hope for the future a bit, you know, that we can at least acknowledge that, you know, not everything we did in the past was the right way and that we can hopefully learn and grow from it.
0: Yeah. And, and also being on this side of the, you know, interview her now, you know, and trying to, you know, dealing with you and, and, you know, butcher babies and, and, um you know, all the, the female fronted bands or whatever, you know, that come on here, you know, you really want to steer clear of anything that's just like, so you know you got a boyfriend, you know right, you definitely yeah. wanna, you definitely want to try to stay away from any of those silly cliched questions that you know. And also I try to stay away from you know what is it like being a girl in a band? You know that's a that's a tough one to steer clear of. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a fine line I think because I feel like females still need a bit of that extra like support, and we need people to lift us up so that we can get to the same the you know a balanced kind of industry where we feel like there's just as many women out there as as men but at the same time we don't want that special treatment where it's like you know you're asking too much of the questions that are too focused on gender so it is a fine fine line and even myself i find it hard always to know the right balance of everything but i think as long as it comes from a place that is trying to understand and trying to be open and it's okay to ask a wrong question and as long as people sometimes are like, you know what, actually you should frame a question this way or trying to be open with learning, like I said, from our mistakes in some ways, I think, you know, we'll be better off for it. But it's still good to talk. It's still good to have those conversations, I think.
0: It is kind of a big time right now for women in metal and hard rock. I think there's a lot of bands coming out now. Have great, you know, female uh, singers in the band, you know, and and the the female voices adapting to like these guttural screams now, and you're finding, you know, things like ginger and things like that that are coming around that are just, you know, that that rival the you know the male vocalists out there and stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty fun time to be around uh, music in, in female female led bands, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that it, luckily that it's felt more. Um, I think we're getting more and more examples of those leaders in the space, like people like Tatiana from Ginger and um, a ton of like, you know, Hale I could go off naming all the female fronted bands out there, but having those women, you know, leading the charge and watching them kick ass, I think is inspiring for a lot of up and coming young girls who want to get into the heavy music and may in the past have not felt as welcome. And, you know, I can see the barriers, being a woman myself, of why it doesn't always feel like the easiest route to go, uh, you know, to try to try to take on some of these uh, roles in the industry. Um, but I think it, it's good to have those examples, and it makes us feel like we're more welcome. And I know at Sumo Psycho shows, we try to make it as welcoming as possible <laughs> right. for... For the women out there, you know, and you know, we want to call out those guys. If you want to crowd surf and you're a chick, we're going to call out those guys if they're trying to grab you weird. Like, I'll get on that mic and I'll tell that guy off for you. So, you know, I try to make it as safe as possible for those those girls that want to party with us.
0: Absolutely. Let's get around to, to the new Sumo Psycho stuff. Uh, you guys have been independent for years and years and years, and then now you sign on with Napalm. Uh, what was it about Napalm that, that made you want to, you know, finally kind of shed a little bit of that independence and, and get in a you know, label involved?
1: Yeah, well, for us, we're always about about finding where our fans are. Some of them don't even know we exist. And I found that out pretty quick. Every time you go on a tour, you think, you know, that, oh man, like people kind of know who we are, but then you go onto a tour and there's a whole new crowd of people that are like, man, I've never heard of you guys. Like, and it just made me think like, how do we get in front of more eyeballs? Because there's going to be people that hate us, but there's going to be somewhere in between, there's going to be people that love us too. So for us, it was kind of realizing once we went on tour with Ginger uh, in 2019, which is a Napalm band as well. Talking about female-led and 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 uh, awesome bands out there, just in general, Ginger is kicking. But they are just like venues were just upgrading, upgrading in size. As we were on that tour, we were right. really lucky to be a part of it. And the fact that I felt like you know it seemed like it could open the show and we could hold our own. You know in our own way not quite exactly like ginger but in our own way you know with a band like that and that fans that came to see ginger walked away with a sumo psycho t-shirt you know that was a really good sign for me that like you know we can win these people over some people you know when they first see me they First see a promo photo and you know, I got my whole model pout look and I've got, <laughs> right. you know, some pop influence. They're like, who is this chick? Like, what does she think she's doing in a heavy space? And then when they see me live, I think they realize, like, okay, she's like the cheerleader that just wants to rip everyone's head <laughs> off. And that's kind of how I see myself is like I'm a very positive, cheerful, bright person, yes, but I also know how to get down and dirty with the best of them. And uh, so I think when we play live, I think it's really apparent to people. And Napalm saw us live and they understood that. And I think that clicked for them as well because we had kind of been pitched, I think, to them for a few years, but it wasn't until they saw like the live show that it really was like, I get what they're trying to do. And if they can win over a crowd that's, you know, waiting for Ginger to come on stage, I think they can hold their own on on the label. So, So yeah, and then, you know, talking with them and working through a deal that was really fair for us, they just came in as kind of like a support to hold up what we do creatively they didn't try to change our music they didn't try to give us like oh you should do this for your music video or that it was very much like you guys do what you do you're already killing it just let us help you and and uh push you further out into a new audience and and that's what's been happening so we're pretty we're pretty happy with how it's been going
0: so is being in sumo psycho like the most fun band to be in Because when I watch the videos, you know, they look fantastic. I was watching a behind the scenes a little bit ago of Vertigo and just you guys just hands on, you know, you're spray painting stuff and mixing up chemicals and things like that and glitter and everything else. And you know, you guys are all directing each other. And it just seems like it's absolutely just a creative space and the most fun to be had in a band.
1: It is a pretty fun process. I mean, I've always built my life around doing what I love. And um, and I invite people into that with, with what we do. And for me, having kind of creative input in every aspect has always been really important to me. Like, I've never understood where, when bands are like, oh, I don't really care about the music video. You know, I just play <laughs> guitar. I'm not really into it. I'm like, but people are going to see this as a representation of you and your music. And you better make sure it's a good impression because it can sway people either way. You know, we're in a, a world that is very you know, visual and media focus, especially now in a pandemic where you can't see a band live. You know, right. the only way people are learning about our band right now is through our music videos, really. It's our and and things like this where, you know, they're a visual aspect definitely helps. So for me, it's important. It's important to be involved. We love having fun with it. We don't take ourselves too seriously. That's really important. Uh, We take ourselves seriously when it comes to, like, doing the music and preparing that live show. But when we get in front of, like, the camera or when we get in front of a crowd, you know, it's let it all out. Let it just happen. Like, let's just be in the moment and be present, you know? And and that's what we try to do is to just, like, if something happens, if I screw up a note or Matt falls off a speaker... (laughs) We roll with it and laugh and have fun like we're friends with the crowd and not look at it like a mistake or like, you know, that we're, you're trying to hide that we're some type of perfect people. We're not, we're just, you know, out here just loving life, like, and trying to make people have fun while we, while we do what we do, you know? Yeah. We're entertainers. It should be Right. Fun. And
0: which is, which is great because of this whole pandemic age has made everyone become a little bit more visual and become more, you know, internet reliant you know, to where last time you were on the show, it was just a phoner. And then now yeah. I'm like, you know what? I can't go to shows and interview people. So I'm going to find this, you know, this, this program or whatnot and, and build a a little bit of a set here at the house and all that That's stuff. Cool. And, you know, and you, I, you know, I know it's funny. I was thinking about this a little bit ago, but I've really gotten into, you know, scrolling through TikTok. I'm, you know, in my forties and, you know, you're not, and we're not supposed to be on TikTok, but, you know, <laughs> I, you know, but I was like, you know, Sumo Psycho is the type of band that, that, like a TikTok generation is built for because it's you know it's it's loud it's vibrant it's a lot of colors you know changing of outfits you know you you start out the video one way end up another way and I, and I went and I was like I wonder if they're on TikTok looked at some of your stuff and I think it's it's everything's kind of coming together for a sumo psycho to take off. You know, you got the label backing now, you've got the video, you know, YouTube, you've got TikTok. It's just like it's all right there for you guys and I think it's all kind of coming together.
1: Well, thanks Josh. I mean, I really do appreciate that and you know, we've been working hard at kind of trying to I guess in a way make people understand our brand of rock. And some people kind of click in and they understand what we're trying to do and some people are like what are you trying to do here like they're a little like standoffish of of what we're bringing to the table and for me i think bridging gaps that i see in the industry where it's like someone who's really into this music i want them to feel like it's okay to like walk across the bridge and visit like metal town and then you know (laughs) walk across the other bridge to see like a punk punk vibes and i want to build those bridges with our music and bring people together, make the fun come back to the genre, bring it to a younger crowd. And like you said, things like TikTok, a lot of older bands don't really understand that new generation or how to like get into that world of like, what what is the culture on, a, on an app like TikTok? And, you know, we're the type of band that wants to figure that out and bring those young people into the heavy music and rock space that I think has been kind of for at least the last 10 years, I feel like, it's just starting to, I feel, come back into more mainstream culture. And I I really think it's a good thing for more people to get into this genre because it's so much fun if you can just see it in the right way. It's not scary all the time. It doesn't have to be dark all the time. Sometimes it can be a, a vast array of, of, of a rainbow, the way I look at it at least. So I come from it from a different perspective than some people and I think it can scare people, but it, it's also kind of, to me, What needs to happen in order to make things uh, stay current and stay, uh, you know, exciting for the rock community.
0: I think with a band like Sumo Psycho, too, if you don't know that you guys are so hands-on and building sets and making this image for yourself, it could look, you know, prefabricated. It could look like a, oh, this is a corporate band that they found the girl and they found a guy and they found the drummer and they found the bass player, you know, and they put them together in a room and said, here, you're a band now, wear these clothes where i think that if people know the backstory and how much you guys actually put into everything i think people would understand it a little bit better
1: yeah what they don't understand is that kind of imaginary figure that they picture being like the record executive (laughs) who's like puppeteering us that's me (laughs) (laughs) i'm literally there going like guys you should like i i made this custom shirt for you i think you should wear this or like you know i'm coming up with these weird set designs you know it's very it very, it is very organic from us and we are, but we are thinking about those things, but we're just thinking about them because we've been around this industry. You know, at least I from a very young age and I understand all the different aspects that need to go into, you know, presenting a band and a brand and and being an entrepreneur to get the merch store working and all. And I think about all those things all the time. And so it does kind of come off like that because I am, I am thinking about that, but that's me. It's not somebody else telling me what to do so maybe it comes off a little bit like that i can totally see that and i've seen comments like that and to me i'm like i want to write back like keyboard (laughs) fight i'm like no that was me i came up with that idea watch the behind the scenes it's not manufactured you know but even uh even (laughs) i even saw one comment on that video that said it was manufactured i'm like dude i was literally (laughs) with a power drill screwing together the wood frame for our set and it's still you won't believe it it's like you know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Conspiracy theory.
0: I vision, you know, riding with you in a car or anyone in the band in a car and you guys drive past like a trash heap and you're like, that's a new set idea. You know, Like we can yeah. do that. We can, you know, pull the car over, turn the car around, you know, anything like that. You know, because to find those old TVs and things, I was thinking, yeah. cause I don't know how it is where you are, but in the States, you know, you can't just throw away a TV on the side of the road. You actually have to get it picked up or take it somewhere to get recycled. So those TVs will just sit on the side of the road for people that don't know that for like a week yeah. or two before anybody does anything. So they need like, you know, Sumo Psycho to drive by and be like, yes, we got a new box EV. You know, we can spray paint green. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so true. We actually have. I'm looking at it right now through my window. There's a community center next door and they have a dumpster. And if anyone comes by and they're, like, trying to get rid of, like, their house cleaning, they're getting rid of old <laughs> furniture, I'm always, like, looking by the dumpster being, like, what they throw out today? What they throw out?
0: <laughs> so what do you guys normally find stuff? Are you guys, like, you know, thrift stores, yard sales, side of the road, you know, antique stores, all that yeah, stuff?
1: Yeah, all of the above. We collect a lot. Uh, which isn't as good for our house because our house gets so cramped and like a ton of stuff. But I'm looking over here and I have a an old painted uh, horse that used to be like a kid's, I guess, toy, mm-hmm. like right. a riding horse that I painted up and I've used it in a bunch of videos and um, yeah, we have a neighbor next door who's an electrician, so which is really cool because one of the things we use a lot for our videos is like cool lighting, and if he has any old lighting fixtures that he's like, hey, I just did this job, they needed me to install these new fixtures, I have all the old ones, do you want them? And we'll be like, oh, wow. yeah, sure. So we do that type of stuff. Um, be, being resourceful, you know, as an independent band is really important, and kind of thinking about like, what can I do that's going to have a huge production value? that's going to be super cheap to pull off? Like, how do I find those hacks? And to me, sometimes that's about, you know, thinking about things in a smart way and, you know, using things that you have or that you have a friend who has a really cool, like, barn or something, and you're like, man, like, I bet if we lit that right, that could look like it was a high production value, even though it's like, just Joe's old, (laughs) decrepit barn in the back, you know? So, yeah, so I think we we try to use our brains as much as we can to kind of, Come up with those creative hacks for the band.
0: Was the kind of lockdown, shutdown, pandemic a good time frame for you guys to kind of stop and you know record and write and you know kind of get the next step ready to go? Because I know as soon, I mean, I'm noticing in my emails now that my emails daily are a few more bands are looking for interviews. Like it's it's building to something, and uh, you know it's about to open back up. And but do you think that it was a good time for you guys to kind of stop for a second, write, record? Do some videos, things like that, and uh, you know, because because you were building, you know, you guys were touring with Ginger and and Nonpoint and all that stuff, and kind of just like, getting the name out there and and you know, signing the deal and all that stuff. So it could have been a, a good thing or a bad thing, I guess, at the time.
1: Yeah, well, it is a double-edged sword for sure. I mean, we thought when it first happened, you know, we were like, okay, we're good for the next couple months because we had actually planned around that time, around March, uh, April, May of 2020, that is when we were gonna kind of buckle down and finish our record. And so in a way, at first we were like, okay, we can work with this. Like we can, you know, we record everything from home, you know, we're gonna be fine. And then as things started getting more serious, you know, we started realizing like, this is more than just like a few months here. Like this is gonna take over like an entire year the panic starts setting in where you're like, okay, so (laughs) when are we going to tour again? When are we going to release this record? Do do we release this record without touring? Like those things as a band, I guess if you go through the process of our brains, like I think it slowly started becoming more of a reality. Like this is going to be years before we like get out and completely are back to a, a touring schedule. And I think any band like ourselves who has worked really hard to build that momentum to try to get you know, traction in this industry so that you are being called to go on tours and you are, you know, an emerging band that's getting the right, you know, placements and interviews, you, as soon as everything kind of comes to a halt, you're like, do we just lose everything that we've just right. worked for? Are we going to have to start at the bottom and rebuild all that hype again that we were, like, working so hard to do? So I think it's, uh, you know, it's been tough, but we've always tried to keep our eye on the prize. And at the end of the day, I always tell myself no matter what who's interested, what media, what tours you have, at the end of the day it's about my relationship with our fans. It's about our communications that we have and the bond that we share through music and through our, you know, whatever art that we put out there whether it's videos or personalities with the fans. And this if we can just keep those fan relationships alive, then we'll be in a good place when this when this all passes. So um, it's about doing live streams, making content, staying on those socials like you talked about and having those conversations with fans and giving them a lot of content, you know, whether it's interviews like this or, you know, just writing back to some people personally in the comment section, I think just uh, has been a- an amazing way for us to still feel connected to the world and I think has helped been a welcome distraction to a lot of people who are going through tough times right now, who need some music and need some entertainment to get them through their their lives.
0: It was fun kind of going through the comments section on the, on the Napalm Records site of your video. Because if you do the Sumo Psycho site, it's going to be all Sumo Psycho fans for the most part, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if you're on the Napalm Records one, you've got Napalm Records fans. But for the most part, I was actually really surprised how positive everyone was And then you also had a ton of your own fans coming in saying, you know, congratulations on 10 years of working towards this. And if you guys don't know who this band is, go check out their page and and follow them. And your fans are very devoted to the band and to the process. And and I guess they've kind of been along for the ride this whole time. And they're kind of seeing, you know, the signing to Napalm and the new album kind of a, a milestone in the career And it's like anything else that you follow, if you see them doing well, you get happy for them. And I think a lot of your fans were very, uh, very stoked to see that you guys signed on to the label and seeing the new videos.
1: Yeah, I can't say enough. It actually just makes me smile, like just thinking about how supportive they've been and... You know, we we were kind of hesitant, you know, putting ourselves out in front of a new crowd, especially a napalm crowd, which is if you think about it, probably one of the hardest, harshest critics you can literally put yourself into. Like, let's find, like, who are the most like into their music, the heart, most hardcore music. And let's just put our music in front of all (laughs) those people and just see what they think. It is a test of, you know what what your you know how thick your skin is and uh, the 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 cool thing is is that we have found new new fans out of that fold and the people who don't get it it's totally cool but at least they're feeling passionate about it because boy are we getting those like you know <laughs> passionate hateful comments where I always look at that as like a sign of like, yeah, you're definitely reaching new people now because you're getting, you know, you're casting a bigger net means you're getting different types of people that are stumbling across the band and not everyone's going to love it. That's fine. But it is cool to see all those fans try to educate, especially the wrong assumptions, right? Like the assumptions that, you know, like you're talking about, like we're just like an industry plant and, you know, I'm just hired to look pretty and sing and I have no creative input in anything. Like, I think, unfortunately, people assume that. By the way that i look and and don't realize like how how hard we've worked as a band so many years and that we've put in those hours on the road we've driven in those crappy smelly little vans for years (laughs) and you know we're just like you guys and i think that they don't realize that because on the surface it looks a bit more like polished and and pretty, I guess everything's not as like doom and gloom in a way. So I think once they dig a little deeper and see who we are as people and, you know, the work that we've put into this project and how much it really truly comes from our hearts and our authentic selves, I think people will realize and and learn to like us even more. And hopefully they can see us at a live show because that's, you know, that's really where we like to sell ourselves. But yeah. Great fans! Thank you to everyone that that's paying attention, that's supporting us. It, it really means so much, and I appreciate when I see those comments of them like, actually, Simo Psycho has been around for ten years, you know, <laughs> and they just like correct the person. I'm like, yeah, you tell them.
0: <laughs> and little did everybody know that Matt's the one that was actually hired to be pretty. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. Like I actually auditioned. Uh, the other t- two guys that are in the band, our bass player, Tros, and Oscar, they were weren't. OG members, and we actually auditioned them, and we're like, hmm, I wonder if their look works well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did did your flyers say have to be like you know between five ten and six two with a no. certain length of hair? And, and no, all those... actually,
1: actually, I'm just uh, joking with them. No, they I ended don't. up it, they ended up being like per, like the best players, coolest guys, and to us, the number one criteria when finding a band member is how they handle themselves on the road, because if they're complaining and they're hating their life, or if they're not willing to pull just as much of weight as the rest of us, then they're out. So you need someone that's, you know, good good spirits, that's willing to, you know, lug the gear around, uh, pull their part of the weight, and then, you know, you have a good teamwork in. So that's that's one of the main things we look for in a good band member. And um, and Tros and Oscar have been with us for now, like four or five years now, so. So we're very happy with how things worked out.
0: Awesome. Well as we kind of wind this down, um what's the what are you hearing about, you know, touring and things like that? Plus, you know, you've also got the Canada America thing, so I mean, is it probably touring Canada before you even get over into the States?
1: Yeah, it's tough to know. Right now, Canada is a bit behind as far as like uh, the U.S. is ve- with vaccines and and also with UK. So we're in a really harsh lockdown right now. So it's tough to see like the light at the end of the tunnel. But I know it's coming. My parents got vaccinated. So that's really good. We're one step closer. And, um, and then um, with touring, we kind of have some... Some plans bubbling under the surface for the end of the year, but we're still kind of waiting a little bit more to see how things kind of come together. If we'll be able to, you know, secure those work permits and get to the places we want to go because we are Canadian. So it does pose a little bit more of a challenge, like you said, with the border being closed and things like that. We have to kind of figure out what the rules are going to be. And sometimes the rules change, you know, on a dime where it's Mm -hmm. like one moment they're like, oh, we're opening things up and then they scale back or put more restrictions on or take them off. So it is tough, definitely figuring it all out. But the moment we can, we will be out there on the road, we promise.
0: Before we started recording, I read that DSI just played a show in Florida, 100% capacity sold out show. I was like, whoa. I mean, it would be DSI to do it first, but it's pretty crazy.
1: Oh my God, that is pretty crazy. Yeah, Florida, I guess they're definitely a little bit more relaxed with everything going on. It's crazy. I've heard some
0: stories. <laughs> yeah, Florida's just acting like the pandemic never happened. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so America's uh, lost their minds at this point with, with a lot of the states. You know, depending on what aisle, side of the aisle you're on. Luckily, yeah. I'm in a, uh, a side of the aisle state where you it's a little bit more loose. You know, we've haven't really been too uh, too locked down. You know, we've been wearing our masks, but you know, it's not like uh, like California seems to be pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's a tough time. I think everyone's figuring out how to how to get through. There's you know so many issues that come along with this pandemic, you know, across the board. But it is you know, however you slice it, it's a terrible thing to happen in this world. And I'm just like ready for it to all be over with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely can't wait for it to be over with. Also, what's the uh, what's the best way for people to follow you guys online?
1: is Sumo Psycho uh, is across all socials. So we're on every social. I think that is out there. (laughs) S-U-M-O-C-Y-C-O. And you can also check us out at sumopsycho.com. And we have pre-orders going strong for the new record. So if you guys want to grab a physical copy or check out some of our cool bundles, you can also take a quiz on our website and find out which Psycho City gang you belong to. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. So
0: hopefully you guys will be...
1: (laughs) it's fun it's uh all these little easter eggs we hide in our our videos are all about our our storyline that i'm weaving through uh so yeah lots of things to discover once people go down the sumo psycho rabbit hole
0: so is it the sumo psycho gangs and the album title initiation is that a uh a little uh tie in there
1: yeah for sure initiation is twofold it's initiating not us but our fans or new people to uh get into Simo psycho and the initiation basically is can you handle our music and if you can you're initiated and if you can't then you're out (laughs) and the other fold is that yes we do have like this kind of comic book side to us that i build out reoccurring characters and little storylines that get Uh, put through all of our artwork and all of our music videos. And if the fans pay attention, there's little Easter eggs and objects that kind of lend to themselves as clues as to how the storyline is going and how the characters and the gangs are all kind of intertwined with each other. And if you want to, you can buy a bundle on our website that's themed as one of the four factions, or you can collect them all because each of them have different pieces of content on the usbs are all collectible and uh the t-shirts you know are all collectible and things like that so yeah it's kind of my own little invention even my bandmates don't quite understand how it all works but (laughs) i have fun with it that's for sure
0: when you go to napalm and tell them all of this you're like hey that's what you signed up for when you when you signed us
1: 100 percent. i think it's so true that everyone's like you know, the the labels and my management have been so supportive, but I don't think any of them understand it. I think they're all just like, okay, Sky, you do your creative thing, like, go for it. And it's only really the fans and myself that are really uh, completely on the same way length of this one.
0: <laughs> well, Sky, thanks so much for your time today. Good luck with the new record. Good luck with everything, the videos and all that. And uh, hopefully we will see you guys on tour sooner than later.
1: Thanks so much, Joshua. I appreciate so much the support and for uh, spreading the word about Sumo Psycho. Awesome. Good talking with you.
0: Hey, Bob, do you know what I'm missing? What are you missing there, Tanner Poppet? I'm missing heavy metal 24 hours a day. Do you know where I can find something like that? Dude, go to Heavy Metal Television, man. That's the best. Heavy Metal Television? What is that? Yes, Heavy Metal Television. It's a 24-7 Heavy Metal website. All metal, all the time. Okay, let me go on there. Oh, look at that. Look at you. It pops up that quick. You go up there and boom. There you have it. Wow, mind blown. That's right. What is this site called? It's heavymetaltelevision.com. Well, there there you go heavy metal tv.net heavy metal tv.net yeah look at two different platforms and instantaneously you get this metal right up Uh, on your big screen if you got that roku which i'm sure you got the roku or the amazon fire stick dude you just put it on your big screen tv and just rock out all night long absolutely well bob thanks for educating me on heavy metal television.com check it out people